All right, I'm gonna get going on another episode here. My cat was sleeping peacefully in the kitchen, but he can't just, you know, sleep peacefully. Kyle comes home, so he has to go. He has to come bother me. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna play a little bit of Civilization Six while I talk. Why Civilization Six? Because it's free for some reason. Absolutely astonishing development. Why is Civilization Six free? I think it retails for like sixty bucks. They're giving it away for free now. Okay. I'll play Civilization Six. Got it. Anyway, so you hear me clicking. That's what's going on. You hear me, my mouse clicking, maybe, and you're gonna hear me yelling at my cat because it pisses me off. It's, it's summertime. It's hot. He want, constantly wants to cuddle. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go lay down. In my lap, that's fine. Okay. So I was in a a, a chat room this evening. Afternoon? Evening. What's well, 5 p.m.? That's evening, right? This evening. And the topic of libertarianism came up. Um, sort of in a strange context. I'm not going to speak on... Uh, that particular context, I'll, I'll speak on it more broadly. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just drop the the the, the train of thought that I had when the, the topic of libertarianism came up. So, growing up, I guess um, the the simple idea of libertarianism, as it was as it was described to me, like the the really laissez-faire kind of, you know, keep the government out of the economy, keep the government out of social affairs, just keep the, the government out of out of things, has a, has a certain appeal. Like, there's a certain, um, uh, I don't know, I'll say Americanness to it. I've previously described myself as vaguely libertarian. I mean, there's, there's lots of flavors of, of libertarian, but I'm going to talk about um, what, what I think is the, the broadest sense of libertarianism, you know, the uh, minimal, well, you know, how do I describe it? Like the the government that just, you know, enforces contract rights and or, or stuff like that, you know, but otherwise just lets the the economy play itself out. And there's something viscerally appealing like that. Like I said, there's just, you know, something American about that concept. So I used to I used to subscribe to to, to that. And and I think um, what's embedded in in that appeal is the idea that 
the the economy is better suited towards sorting itself out into uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it into a desirable state by itself. You know, you you let rational actors pursue their own rational self-interest, and it'll even itself out into you know uh, good innovation, higher rates of employment, higher incomes, things like that. Like, why would you need to uh, regulate for employee safety? You know, if if uh, if there's a company where a bunch of people are dying, they'll just go somewhere else. Which uh, <laughs> I used to think was was uh, was true. So something that I've come to realize is that capitalism, the letting letting the economy run itself, is no panacea either. Like there's there's nothing inherently good about the way the economy operates like it does a lot of things a lot of things well i mean we uh you know countries geared more towards capitalism enjoy unprecedentedly high standards of uh high standards of living and there's there's something to be said for that but the thing i started to think about is if you're removing the government as a player in the economy, then you're taking a really big dog out of the fight. You know, you have uh, you have business owners, and you have labor. I want to say, like, it's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I, I feel like that's kind of an, an outdated term because you know. You sit behind a desk pushing numbers on a spreadsheet. I guess that's labor in a sense. I don't know what to call it. Workers? Workers? Even that seems kind of uh, dismissive. I'll just use labor because that's the... That's... I don't know. We're just using that word. So... So suppose, suppose we want to. So suppose we say we value well-being of our employees, right? Which I think is is fair, and not even just, or my opinion, not even as a means to an end. I think a human life has value, even if they're not immediately useful in the capitalist sense something that could go missing in a, in a state of pure capitalism but but whatever where am I getting where am I going with this what you're doing when you remove the government from the equation is you're you're trading so, so suppose you think the government is, is like it's inefficient or evil or or whatever whatever word you want to use when it has its impact on the economy. You're trading that for what other power players? For, for corporations. Corporations and, and labor. 
and corporations are not uh, uh, how do I want to say this they're they're not moral agents I don't mean I don't necessarily mean that they're evil but I do mean that they don't exist to serve a moral function unless you see you know producing goods and services employing people as some high ethic ethical thing which i i don't i see that more as a means to an end not as an end of itself so you, so you leave well-being of people you take government out of the equation you leave well-being of people up to corporations and so what's to what's to incentivize a company to treat their employees with anything other than the bare minimum and i think the classical economist answer is because they're competing with labor with each other right oh these you get treated much better over at this company as opposed to this company and that's that's how you draw how you draw you know labor away and that's how you that's how you maximize employee well-being and and i i think that there's something to be said about that but i think that's a uh, it assumes a certain agency that a person has which i don't think is reasonable like um yeah like in a market economy suppose that there's no law against just resigning and taking a job somewhere else right there isn't you can take your labor wherever you want in so far as no one has a gun to your head i mean there's a lot of weird tiptoeing around and dancing around what's actually happening during that process like i've I've been the person interviewing people. I've been the person being interviewed. There is zero talk of like <laughs> what a person's situation actually is, right? Like, why do you want to leave your current job? Because it fucking sucks there, and I think it'll suck less here. Is that what you want to hear? I mean, is 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 I in every every like a uh, person who coaches the job search in this matter you don't say anything about bad about your previous employer you just don't do it it makes you look classless and 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 whatever which i always thought was just so like like there's there's a way of 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 saying how deeply unhappy a place made you without trashing them and I, I think that requires tact and I think that's possible but I also think that that's extremely risky it's extremely risky to actually speak up about how you feel about 
how you're being treated at your current job. One, one of the reasons that I heard is because, oh, well, no place is perfect. What are you just going to go like when you like, what are you just going to air our dirty laundry here? And it's like, maybe is there dirty laundry here? Do you treat people like shit here? Like, why isn't there just this maximization of people airing everything about their employers all the time? It's this culture of, of, of silence that makes no sense to me. And companies love to tell you that they want feedback, that they want people to speak up. Um, I can't tell you how many surveys I get from companies after I buy something. Like you buy a sheet of paper from a company or, or, or a ream of printer paper from a company and you get bombarded with emails until, and they take you to surveys like, please give us detailed and thorough feedback about your paper purchase. It's like, no. <laughs> I want a paper, you sold paper, I bought paper. It, it worked, it was paper. Thank you very much. Is there anything we could do to... No. No, it's fine. I wanted good or service. I bought good or service. Good or service was delivered. It was satisfactory. But they, they, they don't seem to really care about the same internally never really seems to be a focus. The the internal well-being of your employees. I mean, insofar as a situation might get them sued, might make them liable civilly or criminally or 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 is otherwise something that's going to cost the company money, yeah, they're all ears. But I, I've, I've, I, and I hate saying this. I, I don't know what it is. I, if it's apathy or, or conditioning or, or something that if something's bad, like if, if something is miserable about working at a particular place. No one wants to hear about it. People people start getting defensive. Oh, are you blaming me for this? Or or you get some sort of tired response, like this is just how it is. Just shut up and do your job. Something like that. <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh yeah, there's there's um right, the 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 uh what what regulates employee treatment is the idea that people can just leave and go somewhere else where they're being treated better. Suppose suppose that um uh people in practice are not purely uh robotic 
uh, utility maximizing units who <laughs> who could just do that. Suppose uh, people are prone towards all kinds of emotional types of thinking that aren't something to be dismissed. Like the... I mean, I feel like econo- like the only toolkit an economist has is their graphs. I'm sorry to economists out there, but... Yeah, you, you can make a graph that says, oh, well, you know, you make more money here, or, you know, however you define your utility, you get more utility here, so just go to the place with greater utility. But it's not always that easy. There, there's, there's all kinds of reasons, all kinds of limitations on a person's mobility that don't have anything to do with rational self-interest. Things that are, are squarely the responsibility or uh, things that are best or can only be addressed by something bigger or more powerful or at least equally as powerful as, as the company. I, whether that's the government or a labor union, I think you need something. You, 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 you either need a strong government to, to, to protect people from corporations or you need robust, robust labor unions to protect employees. Because, um, think about it. What, what, what if your, your, your skill set isn't perfectly mobile? Which I would say is a lot of people, if not most people. I, I, I mean, there's... I, I, I'm a smart person, I'm, I'm an educated person. There's still a narrow set of jobs for which I am qualified on paper, right? I think that's true of most people. So there, there's no, oh, well, I'll just pick up and change my job. <laughs> that's, uh, so there's, maybe it's a move halfway across the country. Maybe you got to move your entire family around. Maybe, I mean, you have no idea the kind of situations people have to deal with. And it's your, your livelihood. It's not easy. And I'm, and I'm not saying this as a, um, oh, well, just, you know, grab your sack and, and man up and, and just do what you... No, it's, that, that's not where I'm going with this. I, I'm, I'm saying it's unreasonable to expect people in, in the, the big face of, of standing up to the government and the economy to, to ask them to do that by themselves. That's not reasonable. I think that's kind of what's expected if you're like a knowledge worker or not even even not a knowledge worker. Is well, just you know, go maximize your utility somewhere else. But uh, like I said, it's people aren't as as mobile. I think as an economist's graphs want to want to show um 
because suppose one your your skill set isn't perfectly mobile and there's a limited number of places where you can apply your skill set or you get convinced that that's the case that's a thing too corporate america um <laughs> these aren't they're not sunshine factories a lot of them you know they're 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 places of of work um so i was thinking i used to love to watch the show cops it's always always fun watching police go about their business and something um I noticed, I'm sure other people have noticed this too, is domestic violence situations. You know, women who, you know, beaten or battered, even just emotionally abused, you know, getting shouted at or, or, or whatever the situation is. When confronted about this, a lot of times they defend the guy or they don't want anything bad to happen to the guy or, 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 or whatever the case may be. I, I, I think that's a good lens of looking at the relationship that uh, a lot of employees have with their employers is it's you know an, an abusive relationship like uh, the, I mean that's that's the model I have of of our entire economic system is, is one big, uh, abusive relationship between between uh, the corporate world and the the individual employee. Um, if um, I, I I mean picture picture what a a deeply gratifying soul fulfilling type of career looks like. I don't care how many motivational posters you put up in an elementary school. Not everyone's going to get that job. A lot of people are going to work, you know, a small percentage of people are going to get ideal jobs. A lot of people are going to get something that's, eh. A lot of people are going to get something that's, eh. And another set of people are just going to, just going to absolutely hate their existence. Right? Um... So you have, and these, these are just jobs, you know, you show up in your, in your khakis with your bag lunch, <laughs> have some, uh, some break room coffee, maybe chit chat, but it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a place where you perform a function, you do your job, maybe you like your coworkers, maybe you don't, but you know, you got to make a living, whatever it is. Um, and I think that's that's most places most places are just eh, whatever I know people aren't supposed to say that I, I, I mean I, I, I feel like our culture is one of you gotta be a relentless cheerleader for your employer until you go work for another employer and then you're their relentless cheerleader just because you can't <laughs> you're not allowed to. You're afraid to. Um, you, you can't be honest about... Fine, go 
in the fucking closet. There's nothing in there. It's the same stuff that was in there this afternoon. Anyway. And and I think it's like, you know, the 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 battered woman. Uh they're 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 scared to leave, right? For for whatever reason. Uh it's a a process of being conditioned to 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 think that you're not worth anything better um like i i i'm spitballing here i i'm imagining the psychology of of someone in an abusive relationship being conditioned to think that you're not worth anything better than that from the from maybe it's overt verbal abuse maybe it's not in in, in fact my experience is abusers work in shadows. Very, very few abusers work on, you know, actually hitting people or openly yelling at people and belittling them. Because that's too obvious. Like, you, you, you can't... That's not sustainable. Like, if, if you're a guy who's just openly, you know, belittling his subordinates and calling them dipshits and making them cry publicly... You're not, I, I mean, unless you have an absolutely sadistic employer, they're not going to let that go on for much longer. But if it's more subtle, you know, do, do, do subtle things. Um, you know, ignore complaints. Um, stifle attempts to speak up. Uh, punish attempts to speak up. Um, I'm gonna go. Here's a brief aside. Here's something very specific that I think is 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 bad in our society. The no reference policy, which I think maybe there's an argument for how that might be well-meaning. Um, I don't. I have only ever worked for companies that automate like will only verify dates of employment and your your title but otherwise offer no references which number one that limits so many employment options like if if you're in a in a in a company where they do not allow managers or supervisors to give personal references um, that severely limits what other employers you get to go to because that's just so like try explaining that to a hiring manager like somebody like no I, I want to talk to your boss I want to see what kind of employee you are right but so many places don't do that so that limits uh, where you can go that's one means of keeping people there is if 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 the whole market the the job market let's say that there are jobs out there but they want to talk to your boss but your boss can get fired if they if they give a reference because i don't know boss gives the wrong kind of reference the company can get sued that kind of thing uh, i don't know maybe that's well meaning maybe it's not having that kind of policy but um, one of the effects is 
you you either have to find another company that isn't allowed to to talk about what kind of employee you were which by the way is completely unfair if you're a good employee um or you, you have to stay I mean, this 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 no reference policy. I think perpetuates a uh, uh, this this disease of 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 shadows and, and secrets. Like because companies don't stop wanting to know what kind of employee someone is. It just means they have to be more underhanded about it. I don't I don't for a minute think. A no reference policy means people stop giving references. People talk. And <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like it's it's one of those things. Like everybody knows it goes on. There's no practical way of limiting something like that. Unless you have like actual proof of uh a manager giving a reference when they're not supposed to. Even if you just know that the only way someone else could have known something is by talking to your last manager, it doesn't matter. It's it's this... <laughs> anyway. Um... So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, let me back up several steps. So, yes, um, if a company is not a generally desirable place to work in either a uh, work sense or in a pay sense, then how do they retain people? How do undesirable employers retain their employees? They either don't or they abuse people into thinking that they aren't worth anything else or do things to trap them into those kinds of situations. Like, um, here's my tinfoil hat. I think I think that uh, massive corporations are, are part of this, uh, this shadowy cabal. Like, they all understand that they treat their employees like shit. They don't care. Um, they, but they all gotta, uh, they gotta move their, their operations underground because there's, there's laws against giving bad references and, you know, companies don't break laws. Nobody breaks laws. So you have this, (laughs) you have this underground system of, of, uh, shady reference giving. Um, But I can't prove that, and that's that's all that matters. This is just a guy talking to his cell phone on a podcast no one listens to. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think the economy is just this big uh, psychological abuse operation, and I, I think the government's in on it. 
I mean, if, if they're actively trying to keep their hand out of making sure employees are treated better, then I think they are uh, either implicitly or by design throwing employees to the wolves. I, I mean, <laughs> get the government off our backs. Yeah, I could see how if you're rich Uncle Pennybags, you want the government off your back. If you're some guy trying to make a living, no. <laughs> uh, you let amoral, profit-seeking corporations maximize the amount of income that they get, you're gonna get people treated like shit. And when they start working together, they have a system of treating people like shit. When you get the government involved, hey, even bigger stick to keep people treated like shit. Um, I don't think that there are any... I don't, I, I have very little experience with labor unions, but I think labor unions might be like the last actual vestige of anyone even trying to, to work out a good deal for employees. I'm sure there's plenty of stories about uh, unions gone corrupt. I mean, I think any big organization can go corrupt here or there, but if you got someone who's at least pulling for you to, you know, not have to deal with stupid crap or get fired for no reason or get crappy pay or whatever the case may be. You know, as, as an individual, maybe you got nothing, but, you know, as a group, you got something. I, I saw this, uh, I'm, I, uh, I liked the the Bernie Sanders page on Facebook, so I see I see all of his uh, see all of his posts. I think he uh, he pointed his finger at Jeff Bezos a few days ago, maybe sometime last week, and um, about you know unsafe working conditions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I started reading the comments, and one of the comments was something like, "Why are you? Why are you?" Why are you pointing your finger at Jeff Bezos? He's, he's, you know, he's, he provides good jobs to good people. And all I could think of was the, the, the battered woman with the black eye. Like, he didn't mean to hurt me. He's a good man. That's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure it's a, not a good subject to joke about. I think that's kind of what it's like. Don't say anything bad about Jeff. He might fire me. We're, we're not worth being treated well. He's the only employer we got. The only person that'll take someone like me is, is, is the Amazon warehouse. So don't say anything that might screw this up for me. I think, that that's, I think that's where that's coming from.
Yeah. Well, um... cap this. What was I even talking about? Oh yeah. Um, liber- libertarianism. Like if you're, uh, seriously interested in the, in the, the cause of liberty, it, it's gotta be freedom from government as well as freedom from corporations. However you think that might, that might be, you're not free if you're still a slave to a company. And yeah, I know you're not literally slaves, but it's this whole system of, of of abuse yeah I'll say it it's it's an abusive system um like I was thinking about uh 401ks and how you gotta put away so much of your paycheck for like 30 years, 40 years to have 10, maybe 10, 20 years of retirement. And that's retirement of, you know, maybe a trip here or there, uh, you know, eating out. Occasionally, <laughs> that's your that's your reward. You work, you work, you work, and you it's it's I don't know of a job that makes you wealthy. I don't think that exists. I know that there there are some jobs that are better paying than others, and you know you have a higher standard of living than than other other types of jobs. But the really like you could just say "f it" and never have to work another day in your life. The you know throw millions of dollars around in political campaigns, the you know owning multiple properties, that kind of wealth. That is something most people will never, ever, ever taste that kind of money, that kind of power. Anyway, um... like to try to cap these on a positive note. Can't really, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not all bad. Got my smartphone here. It's product of capitalism, kind of. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like it here. <sighs> All right. <laughs>